Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, founder and CEO of the How to Life Movement. On Gen Z Today, we discuss practical ways you can boldly live and lead for Christ. Find out how you can have confident hope and make a difference for Jesus, especially when it comes to the Great Commission. Welcome to Gen Z Today. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, and I am so glad that you are here and that you are tuning in with us for another episode of where every week we come on here and talk about what it means to live and lead for Jesus as members of Generation Z. And uh, whether you this is your first time tuning in or your 50-something time tuning in, we've had a bunch of episodes now. It's really amazing. Uh, no matter how many times you've tuned in or not, I'm glad that you're here this week and listening to this conversation. And uh, I think you're going to be encouraged. I've got a really exciting guest with us here today who is originally from the wonderful state of Virginia. Now he's in New York City, and uh, I have known him now for a little while. I'm excited for you guys to meet him this week. Welcome to my guest, Forrest Lyman. How are you doing, Forrest? Let's go, Jordan. I'm so excited. Uh, This is my... I'm in the double digits now for listening to this podcast. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. A supporter and just excited to be on with you. Thank you, Forrest. I love when we get people who are also fans in a way <laughs> of the <laughs> podcast that are tuning in and now you're being interviewed. It's always kind of trippy because then you're going to probably hear your own episode or part of it or how sometimes people don't like listening to their own voice. Sometimes people do, but anyways, you'll get, right. you'll see your own name pop up in your podcast feed and you're gonna be like, what? That's cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that's pretty fun. But, but yeah, we, we've known each other for a little bit now. You're uh, one of the kind of newer friends in my world. Uh, Cause it, it's only been since last fall that we first connected, but yeah, uh, tell us a little bit how how do we how did we first meet and what was kind of your like what did you remember happening then? Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. So I was in Minneapolis, where you're based out of now, currently uh, at Pulse, which is kind of like a a ministry evangelism prayer ministry out of Minneapolis. It's kind of like a big supporter of how to life. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. um, and then, so there's, there's, there's this campaign called the pulse 100 where they're basically training and equipping close to a hundred young people on fire for the Lord. And I was one of them. So I was out there for our first regional retreat and I see Jordan Whitmer. (laughs) I see, I see Jordan. And, um, I think I just came up to you, Jordan. And I said, Hey, like, I love what you're doing with how to life. I heard from a few, friends there that you're planning an event in New York city and that there's a team that was assembling and I wanted to be a part of it. Um, and yeah, so I think I contacted Sarah Stroud, who's also a, a guest on the podcast. We have many friends, um, that have, that have shared this, this platform. Um, and from there on, I, I joined the how to life New York city team. And then that's been a whole move of God in itself. That's amazing. Yeah, I yeah. I remember briefly meeting you in Minneapolis, and then I know uh, from there uh, you we connected. You were like, "Hey, Jordan, if you need a place to have a meeting when you're in New York, <laughs> like it, with the way it had worked last October, you were out of town 
but I was going to be in town. You're like, Jordan, you can have a meeting at my apartment in, in, in Manhattan. I'm like, yo, that's cool. I want to, I've never been in an apartment in Manhattan. Like this is mm-hmm. like the movies because movies are always in New York for some reason. And I'm like, <laughs> right. yeah, let's, let's have a meeting here. So like we, we set that up and it was really cool. And so we met at your apartment and you let a little, left a little yeah. note that was like, Hey guys, welcome. How to life people and we're like oh yeah. that's amazing and and yeah that that meeting was really cool we covered a lot of stuff and kind of helped launch some uh, initiatives without a life for well, it helped that was kind of one of had we not had that meeting and that trip like how life new york wouldn't have happened so that really helped kind of assemble the initial core yeah of how to life nyc and uh, the first prayer meeting the first prayer meeting for how yeah. life new york city so and yeah. uh, and i mean nyc has been a project we've worked on we worked on it all year and uh, for 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 months kind of from last summer when there were first people reaching out daniel ribeiro who's been on this podcast and then uh lara from uh, manhattan like they they both were like hey we need to do how to life in new york that'd be awesome and and uh when people reach out at the beginning sometimes they don't know what they're getting into because it's about to turn (laughs) into a big it's like it's it's not easy but it it can be done and and particularly when we rely on the lord uh, the lord can bring it to fruition and then over the course of months i know i made another trip out there to help uh, the team uh, in uh, like january february and then and then we had the event in uh, in march and uh, and uh, i still am just blown away by the Mm. impact of uh, friday march 18th 2022 when we had 225 people that attended How yeah. to Life New York from uh, all five boroughs of New York City, right. Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, and Staten Island were all represented, yeah. plus New Jersey and Connecticut. And uh, I think some 30 or more kids came to Christ at the event. And uh, it, it just was yeah. a really amazing night. Forrest, tell us a little bit, what, what did you see the Lord do at how to life new york city i know you yourself had a really cool role uh, helping share the gospel toward the end but tell us a little bit about how to life new york yeah it was it was powerful um i still am kind of just astonished because we kind of assembled this crew of people that had a heart for the city or had a gift that could really really be utilized for uh an outreach and i saw god just take hold of, of his people and this team and just use them. Um, I know a lot of people were, were um, just going through it leading up to the event. Um, and, and there was a lot of things that were just coming in, in our way, but the Lord was re- removing those barriers and uh, God worked powerfully through us and through his people. So we saw not just young people coming to the altar, but we saw families coming to the altar. Um, and I really do believe there's, there's life change. Um, and then, for the the leaders, in fact, like we we were able to really build and grow in ministry. Um, and I think one of the coolest things about How Life New York City was this was a launch point for deeper ministry in one of the in the secular capital of the world, um, and and reaching such a um, a community that has so many walls and so many barriers in a lot of ways. Um, and we got to see God move powerfully, even when the odds were uh, stacked against us in a lot of ways. But when you have God on your side, um, 
that those things tend to cease. And um, I was just happy to be a part of it. It was one of those moves of God that you don't want to miss out. And um, that was kind of my conclusion. That's amazing, Forrest. I I know just how much of it, like like that event really did feel like a battle, uh, particularly and just even the planning up for it. And then because uh, for a while in there, it, it literally was like three people on the planning team for most of the year that were saying, yeah, we really want to do this. And, and then the Lord provided all sorts of people, worship leaders and speakers and people. And it just ended up being an amazing opportunity that was, and then, and then, and then to actually pack out the church there. I, I love that we, we've only had two events so far in the Northeast. Both have been in the state of New York. And, uh, the first was in Long Island in May, 2019. And then we had, uh, uh, New York City uh, again uh, this year, and uh, in both cases, the event was in a church, and we packed out the church. Yeah, and uh, like we struggled to do that in uh, like sometimes in like Bible Belt cities in the South. In mm-hmm. fact, usually, like I, I love when I think it just shows the hunger and the need, mm-hmm. and the fact mm-hmm. that an area like New York, where they're really you can't really be a comfortable Christian, like you really have to mean it. So yeah. there, there's more of a hunger amongst Christians, and then, and then even amongst lost people, I think there's a lot of questions, and and there were a ton of people who came that night, and lives that were changed forever as a result of of that night, and people still that are posting saying, "Oh my, that was like amazing," and so we praise God for what He did in New York, and I know I'm I'm excited to see more uh, in the Northeast in the future, hopefully New Jersey and other parts of New York City, and. Uh, uh, possibly, or, or I know we're doing Maryland here uh, in the month of May. Uh, we're working on New England for the future, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. Like, I, like it'll be really exciting to see because the Northeast is the least Christian region of the U.S. And but I pray that that might change and that the Lord might move in mighty ways, like He has in many centuries before uh, through the Great Awakenings of the past. But uh, tell us a little bit as well, uh, you. Forest are planning an event in your hometown in Virginia. Tell us a little bit about this. I know uh, as of this recording and as of when this comes out, uh, I think uh, this event is happening a little over a week from now as of the time this event, this episode's releasing. Tell us a little bit about uh, this event, Forrest. Yeah, uh, a week and a day from when this podcast is released in my hometown region of Winchester, Virginia. We're doing a evangelism outreach, the first of its kind in this area. Um, so this is where I grew up for 18 years. I was born in Maryland, grew up in a small town called Middletown, Virginia for 18 years. And then Winchester is really that town where like, if you want to go to Chipotle, if you want to go to the store, you drive from my hometown, Middletown to Winchester. Mm. Um, so this is our home, essentially. It, it is the, the center point of, of our home and our, all the high schools uh, locally there. Um, but this is just a independent evangelism outreach in a, uh, in a, where we're banding together with the local churches and we're going to bring the gospel. Um, so mm. we have a, a super cool venue that people love to go to. It's a wedding spot, um, uh, various things in the summer, like outdoor concerts and events. 
but we're packing it out for the gospel. Um, we're partnering with with Chick-fil-A. We're going to have s'mores and fire pits and all these cool things, but um, very similar to How to Life New York City, uh, God's hand has just been all over this event. The amount of people that have assembled to uh, be part of it in any way, um, from from ushering, hosting, to sharing the gospel, to um, being on the worship team, uh, sound, lights, production, we have assembled, or God has assembled an amazing team for Winchester Collective. And when this idea first came to me through through prayer, um, I was kind of hesitant. Like, I, I didn't want to do it. Uh, but I had a, a really cool friend um, who's helping me plan this event, uh, Sarah Westcott. Um, and she has just encouraged me to to really go forward with this event. And then I sought go- godly counsel. And we've just seen God's favor all over this event leading up to it. And at this point, we even have, I think, five different states represented, like all flying in for this event. So these are friends of ours, Jordan, um, yeah, and mentors yeah. of ours. And I believe you might be coming as well i'm i'm working um, on it and i'd love to come if i can and well you always yeah. have a place to stay yes yes we, we are super excited but uh the yeah. gospel is going to be preached there's going to be worship music um it's it's just going to be a great time come as you are it's open to everyone i think with this event it's a, a broader audience so there's going to be young people there's going to be um an older demographic as well um so we're excited to kind of see the temperature of Winchester um, and really see God move in a mighty way. Um, I believe, you know, his priority is salvation much more than ours. So we just have to be humble, willing vessels for the Lord on, on May 12th. Um, and we encourage everyone to come. And so we're super excited for that and, and would ask for prayer there. But uh, we, we are super excited to do this evangelism outreach for, for my hometown, which um, also is 50% higher than the state's suicide rate. It's just this community mm. alone. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of hurt. It's, it's hidden hurt. It's, it's a uh, pain that kind of gets brushed under the rug and um, people are silent on it and um, God, God wants his people. So um, we're happy to do it and we're excited. That's so good Forrest. I, I love that you are working to do something in your own hometown that's very reminiscent to the origins of the How to Life movement to begin with, because that was that was my story when I was 16. I was like, I want to do something to reach my community and uh, started with reaching out to the churches in my backyard and inviting them to be a part of something and, and ended up just birthing something so significant, so wonderful. And I know I would love to see, I love when I see people like you that are saying, hey, it starts with my hometown, my Jerusalem before even like a lot of people are like, oh, I want to go be a missionary around the world, which again, we very much need missionaries around the world. And if you're interested in being a missionary around the world, like I'd love to talk to you and to give you some ideas on that to help encourage you. But uh, for everyone that is uh, like, I think it's amazing. Well, particularly if you're from the U.S. or if you're from well anywhere in the world, uh, to be focusing on your own town saying, what can I do to reach my friends while I still have some level of influence in my area? It's it's an amazing, amazing uh, path to take. And I highly encourage everyone to just be praying about what can you do to reach your town, just like Forrest is doing. And I love love seeing stuff like this take place. And, and, and uh, yeah, also, if you're in uh, 
that region, come on out to Winchester. It's going to be amazing. And we want to see you there and, and bring your friends that don't know Jesus so that they can hear the gospel. And, uh, yeah. So for us, as we kind of continue on into the podcast theme for, uh, today, uh, I want uh, to hear a little bit from you first though. Can you share just kind of your, your brief history of your journey with Jesus? How did you come to know Christ and how has Jesus changed your life? Yeah. Um, I'll keep this brief, but God has just been chasing me down since I was really young. So I actually grew up in the Catholic church. Um, I went to private school for six years. Uh, so I had textbooks in one hand and my Bible in the other and mass on Fridays, mass on Sundays. Um, and in the Catholic church, you know, you're reciting prayers that the priest says, and it's, it's very regimented and, and structured. Um, but I'd say like, I, I knew the, the, the Bible stories. I knew the stations of the cross. Um, I, I owned a Bible um, and knew of God, but didn't know him personally. Um, but it was really foundational in my faith. So I entered public school in the seventh grade, um, you know, was in, into sports, had great groups of friends still that I have many of them today. Um, but at the same time, you know, I was, I was dealing with the, the toss and turning seas of, of, getting awakened to what public school life is compared to private school where you're with the same 20 people every single day of every single class. Um, and definitely exposed to certain things that probably, um, way too young to be exposed to, for instance, pornography and, um, just, just kind of what gets festered in an environment where, um, people are exploring and, and there's not, a lot of uh, authority on certain topics. Um, so I'd say I was definitely learning and growing and getting exposed to things um, and going through the, the general process of like, okay, um, these, there's these things coming at me, but I, I, I have this foundational knowledge of God and what his word says, but um, that doesn't mean I was necessarily following that. And so public school, um, although I was a, a, you know, I generally had great friends, um, absolutely, but there's definitely some, some, uh, some troubling times in the sense of like getting exposed to, to certain things. Um, and that always just carries with you. And so the world just perverts views and perverts God's design. And that was definitely my case, uh, but I always had God just with me because I would mm -hmm. pray. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I was in my Bible every day, but I knew that he was there and he really kept me in line. And I have this compassion for people. Um, I think I kind of straight away from God a little bit more when I went into college and I was really focused on my career. So I was jaded in a way. Um, and I think really what really grounded me in my faith was actually coming out of a very worldly relationship with a girl. Um, and from the outside, it was the perfect relationship. Many people would come to us as like the ideal relationship. Um, but on the inside, it was just completely wrong, not of the Lord. Um, and God had to really bring me to my knees and just show me that I was in it way too long. Um, and he called me out of that relationship. And ever since I have just been pursuing God, like I've never, never have before, um, you know, in his word daily and 
Um, I came to know Christ in a very personal way, and it all kind of accumulated from all the past experience of knowing God, um, but then finally having a relationship with with this loving Father that has been chasing me down since I was born. That's amazing, Forrest. I think I I love hearing stories of just how the Lord has changed our life and how the Lord is always running after us and uh, and and wants us and uh, and uh, because I think for some of us we feel oh like God doesn't want me or I'm too far gone or I'm too distant but the fact that the Lord is there for us amidst it all I think is just so so amazing and so powerful for us to realize that even when we are at our lowest and all of us will be at our lowest at one point or another and probably many times and yet the Lord still is there for us and that is I think the absolute yeah. beauty of the gospel and how uh, God wants us and and how much he loves us and yeah, so that's amazing. Very powerful for us. Thank you for sharing some of your story with us. And and that kind of leads into just though today's theme for, for kind of the rest of our, our, our conversation here. If you could share with us, Forrest, I know our theme for this week is seeing God. Uh, that is our theme for this week, the idea of what it means to see God more clearly and, and really just demystifying uh, this idea that I know is really something I think all of us at one point or another think about when it comes to living for the Lord and seeking after him. And Forrest, can you just kind of share with us a little bit about some of your thoughts and your heart on the theme of seeing God? Yeah. So, I mean, just, I want to ask your audience, can you see God? Because I think that question is something that believers and unbelievers struggle to answer. It's a simple question. Um, but the Bible is very clear. So I want to first uh, just read a verse and then kind of break it down together. And Jordan, feel free to to um, jump in whenever. Uh, but we're uh, reading out of the gospel according to John chapter 1, verse 18. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. So how do we reconcile this? Because in Genesis... If you remember in Genesis 32, Jacob claims to see God face to face. And then in Exodus 33, God tells Moses, you cannot see my face for man shall not see me and live. And so if you were to ask me personally, Jordan, have I seen God? I would say absolutely. Without a doubt, I have seen God. So can we see God or not? And as you likely know, um, because you studied this at Liberty, Biblical and Theological Studies, there's this term in theology called theophany, mm. and uh, a theophany is a physical appearance of God made known to man. Mm. Um, and there's a handful of examples in the Old Testament from uh, Abraham in Genesis, the book of Job, um, and as mentioned, Moses in Exodus. Um, and these are instances where God gives um, special encounters for special situations to his people. Um, and providing powerful evidence of of his uh, presence or assurance of his presence. Um, and so we both see it visually and audibly in the Old Testament. So visually, for instance, we see Moses in the burning bush. And so we know that a few of our friends in the Bible have heard the audible voice of God and seen physical manifestations of God or theophany, but the vast majority do not. Um, and I would say that for us today, Jordan, and 
everyone listening, um, we only see God partly, Hmm. um, which is a good thing because the Bible also says that God dwells in unapproachable light. He's like, we, I don't know if we could actually see God right now fully and be able to handle it. Um, and something to note, going back to our scripture, uh, John 1, 18, God doesn't contradict himself. So when God told Moses, man shall not see me and live, he meant it. But that doesn't mean we can't see God partly and that he doesn't reveal himself to us. And um, there's a time in a believer's life where he or she met God personally, where I met him and sharing my hope story. And it's when one comes to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. So the popular verse, but one of the most important, and we recently are coming out of Holy Week uh, as we are recording this, is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So God came as a man, lived the perfect life, demonstrating his love for us, dying on the cross, dying for our sins, because the Bible also says in Romans that the wages of sin is death. There's a penalty attached to our sin. And uh, we've all fallen short of living up to God's moral code, the Ten Commandments that were given to Moses. Um, And so by Jesus dying on the cross, he paid that fine, that penalty for us, so we could spend eternity in heaven. Now, reading John 1.18 again, no one has ever seen God, the only God who's at the Father's side. He has made him known. So the only God, in other words, the only Son, Jesus, has made God known. So Jesus, who is God and seen and heard by thousands of people when he walked this earth, has made God known. So this is this is super cool. So God demonstrated himself among man physically, but perfectly demonstrated his character and attributes. And the biggest of this was being love. He came here out of love for us. And we know he didn't come into this world to condemn us, but to save us. And so when I was living in sin personally, I came to this realization that this life is not my own. I'm not in control. And I've been living out of God's design. Like something is off. Something is off. I'm finding myself in this loop. I'm finding myself turned to something like pornography. But God will reveal himself to you and you will realize you are out of a design that God has created you for. And that realization came to me. Um, And so life up until that realization point was filled with revelation from God. So when we, when we first talked uh, earlier, we said that, you know, God has just been surrounding us and I, I, he surrounds all of us because God reveals himself to all people, which is really great. And so Jordan, I don't know if you've had one of these moments, but I know for me where now I will call something God before I might've called it coincidence. Mm -hmm. And our minds cannot fully comprehend moments only explained by God. Um, And I think because we can't comprehend the full power of God, we as a people shrug off things of God as coincidence rather than revelation from God. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I just think it it could be coincidence or, or luck. Um, We just don't want to deal with it. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to wrestle with it, but it's cool. It's like this euphoric moment, this supernatural moment. And uh, I believe that that we all have had these moments in our lives 
um, both in the highs and the lows. Um, but I want to go back. So Genesis 32, when Jacob claims to see God face to face, we still haven't kind of debunked that. Um, we know, you know, Jacob's story is a life of struggle, you know, fleeing from, from uh, his family history. He's anxious. He's fearful for his life. But, but Jacob, in a night, actually wrestled with God, where God had revealed himself through a physical manifesta- manifestation, a theophany. And God had actually delivered crippling physical blows to Jacob, and he was left with this lifelong limp. But the important thing is, in verse 27, I believe, we read that God blessed him there. That God blessed Jacob. So this theophany, this physical manifestation of God, when Jacob claimed to see God face to face, that didn't necessarily mean that he saw God's face, but he came into revelation that God was the answer. And so I believe that when we really start to wrestle with uh, these revelations, like I kind of call them noun revelations. I actually have not gone to seminary, so I'd don't know what this means, but a person, place, or thing, I believe, you know, God reveals himself in so many ways through his creation, through people, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, through places and things. And when we start to wrestle with what we call coincidence and unexplainable, both in the highs and lows of life, we will see God. And so going back to Jacob and Genesis, he was wrestling with this moment. He was wrestling with this theophany, this, this revelation from God. And my story is God has revealed himself through church, through perfect, imperfect people, uh, through experiences in my life, through the love of my parents uh, and friends, um, and also in the lowly moments, God reveals himself to us. And so when a sinner comes into realization that this life is not our own, we're not in control, we've been sinning against our creator, we know that the only way to really see God fully in heaven is to come to this realization and to accept Jesus into our heart. Um, And so how do we see God? Well, you can look at the cross. (laughs) You can look at the cross. You can look at Jesus because he is the way, the truth and the life. And God provided this way through his son. Um, But it's a choice that we have to make. So God reveals himself and has revealed himself partly throughout my life where I had to come to a realization that, okay, if I want to see God fully, I have to accept Jesus into my heart because Jesus is the character of God. He is God and he is so wonderful and he loves us so much that he died for us. And um, the Bible also says in John 14, verse seven, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So when you come to this personal relationship with Jesus, you know God and you have seen God. Um, maybe not physically, but, but you know the character of God and you've seen God. And so to all who did receive him and believe in his name, you become a child of God. And in the same way you might know one of your parents or, or your, your mom or your dad, you can't really see the love of your parents, but you know it exists. Like, I know my dad. 
thank God for, for my dad and having a loving household and parents. I know many don't, or it could be a, a, grand, a grandparent or a brother, a sister, a friend. But when you know that someone loves you, you can't prove it, but you know it. You know it. I can see the love that my dad has for me. I can see the love that my, my mom has for me. Um, and so kind of in summary, Jordan, I just want this to be a comfort to the believer and the non-believer about seeing God. So one, God loves both the believer and non-believer very, very much that he sent his one and only son Jesus to die for us and that we can see God's love through his son. Um, and then if you're hearing this, you can make a choice to accept Jesus right now. Um, and then to the believer, I would just say that, again, God cares more about the salvation of his people more than we do. He's working around the clock 24-7, revealing himself to all people. And uh, God is everywhere. You know, just look out your window at, at creation. And, and I'd encourage your guests right now, wherever you're listening to this, just look at your hand and move a finger or two. Or, or, or twist your wrist or, or blink a couple times. It's amazing just looking at God's design and knowing that you're wonderfully and beautifully made, knitted in your mother's womb with a purpose, a plan that is prosperous. It's not going to fail you. And it might not be the plan that you had because the Bible says that Many are the plans in our heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And the Lord's purpose is the best thing that we can be living in. And it's in God's design. Um, So in summary, Jordan, I just think God is just revealing himself more than ever. He's chasing down his people. He's all around us. And we cannot shrug off these, these God moments and make it. We can't simplify it for our own comfort. Um, because it's in those 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 moments in Revelation that God is is chasing us down. He's showing us how good He is, and His love is just so overwhelming. Um, so that that's kind of the summary. Mm. Well, that's amazing, Forrest. I think the everything that you're sharing, the idea of of seeing God, seeing God clearly in our lives, and and knowing that He wants to know us he's created us and uh, and and look like i know in, in my family we've called it god sightings or like I, I, basically mm. where what are the sightings in your life where you've seen god at work and having that sort of lens on is always really helpful because then you can look and be like oh there's a god sighting there's a god sighting there's a god sighting yeah. Because sometimes, again, if, if we're just looking at our life the way that the world does, it's like, oh, what a coincidence, what a coinky-dinky or whatever, like, but <laughs> never through the sense of, oh, wow, like that might be God's spirit at work orchestrating something. And uh, and I try to live a life that is that expects that the Lord is is at work and he's doing stuff at work and uh, and. I mean, it definitely is a very different way to live compared to the way that most people live. And yeah, I'd encourage to each of you listening just to be thinking, what are looking for God sightings in your life and seeing where is the Lord at work and, uh, and and just following that will be amazing. And uh, yeah, I love this forest. I love this whole conversation. And uh, unfortunately, we are running low on time. But Forrest, if you could uh, 
kind of just to close us out, number one, if you could give us your final 60 second challenge, just or even 30 second challenge. If I if I am wanting to see God more clearly, what is your final challenge to me? How can I see God more clearly? So we just kind of discussed how God reveals himself in so many ways. Even without a Bible present, God reveals himself through creation. Um, but we have the Bible, and that is so precious. And we cannot forget that the Bible says in John 1, 1, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if you want to know and see God clearly, just pick up a Bible. Um, just use your Bible app, your phone. Uh, there's a lot of companies that give free Bibles, and I encourage everyone to pick this up. Because when you wrestle with these moments that can only be explained by God, or what some might call coincidence, and you align it with God's Word, you will see the miraculous power of this living love letter to us. And you'll be able to see and, and, and in a way, compare and say, okay, was this from the Lord? So I'd encourage the believer and the non-believer to just wrestle with these moments because God is revealing himself to you and God still does it for the believer too. And it could take us into deeper ministry, to deeper parts of the world where people need to hear the gospel. Um, mm -hmm. So I'd just encourage to, to see God, um, just look towards Jesus, abide in him, abide in, in God's word day and night. Um, and, and he will... Uh, God's word will be a, a, a lamp to our feet and our path. Um, and we will see God more and more as we just grow deeper in relationship with him. Forrest, could you pray for the person listening that they might be able to see the Lord more clearly and, and just kind of pray to close out our conversation? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, dear Father, we just thank you for chasing us down. God, that this life is not our own, and we thank you for giving us a life, for chasing us down in, in moment-by-moment revelation in persons, places, or things, God, through your church, through your people, Father. I pray that we can just open our hearts and minds to seeing you more clearly through our everyday lives, God, that every single day you are revealing yourself to us that there's something bigger to live for, and it's you. Father, I pray that we can just meditate and reflect on what you did on the cross, God, that you came in this world to protect and save your children. I want to pray for anyone right now that's listening that might not know you but wants to, that you would just soften their heart, Father, to go deeper with you. I pray for the individual that, that might not believe in you or, or know you, God, um, that you would just reveal yourself to them even in a, a bolder way because you're with them. And Father, I pray for all the believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, that you just take us into deeper ministry, whatever that looks like, God, wherever we're called. And it doesn't have to be in a formal setting. It can be in the workplace. It can be in our schools. God, that we can just see you more clearly so that we can align our lives with your word and the call that you have for us, God. We absolutely love you. We pray all of this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Boris, this has been amazing having you on the podcast. If someone wants to find you on social media uh, or Winchester Collective, where can they find you? Yeah, so my social media, my Instagram 
uh, is just Forrest Lyman. So F-O-R-R-E-S-T-L-I-M-O-N. And Winchester Collective, again, is May 12th at 6, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. I encourage everyone to come out. But the social media where you can follow the night's events uh, is W-I-N-C, Wink dot Collective on Instagram. So we're super excited. I'd love to connect with, with anyone that's willing. Um, and if you're ever in New York City, uh, just definitely hit me up because uh, the community here can always grow. That's amazing, Forrest. This has been awesome having you on Gen Z today. I've been looking forward to having you on here for a while. Very glad we've been able to do this. And again, to those of you listening, make sure to check out Forrest, check out Winchester Collective. Come on out for that if you can. Uh, Also, uh, follow How to Life Movement, Gen Z Today podcast, and then Jordan Whitmer. That's my page on Instagram. And we just love what the Lord's doing in our generation and are very excited. Tune in next week. We have more amazing guests every week here on Gen Z Today. Thanks, Forrest, for being on here. Thanks for each of you for listening. Uh, And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. I invite you to subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends about the Gen Z Today podcast. Tune in each Wednesday for a brand new episode. On Instagram, you can follow at Gen Z Today podcast, as well as my page at Jordan Whitmer. Gen Z Today is sponsored by How to Life Movement with a mission to reach, disciple, and mobilize Gen Z young people for Christ. Gen Z Today and How to Life Movement are made possible because of the generous financial partnership of friends like you. To find out more, visit our website, genztoday.com. That website again is genztoday.com. See you next time on Gen Z Today. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 